0: solar bathroom renovations kitchen renovations anything like that head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast tradie.wiki forward slash pod for podcast book in a conversation it is game-changing i just want to start by saying guys there is literally not a single trade business that watches this podcast or listens to this podcast that does not need to pay attention in this episode I don't say that lightly either. This is a super, super important podcast where we talk about one of the most overlooked and misunderstood areas of business, profit and finance. And so I have a guest come on the show who has recently written a book called Profit First for Tradies. And Profit First is a framework from a gentleman out of the United States named Michael, Mike Markowitz and I recently have been adopting this into my business and it's made an unbelievable change. This guys is the biggest breath of fresh air that you could ever possibly imagine and it comes in the space of having a super clear and transparent understanding of where your costs are within your business and where you allocate your funds to. I'm not going to go into it any further than that. Dive into this podcast. I know you're going to love it. And please, guys, if you head across to the Facebook community, we're going to be doing a giveaway of this wonderful book, Profit First for Tradies. Um, There's a bit of a trick there. You've got to you've got, you've got to jump through a couple of hoops, but essentially you can win yourself a nice signed copy from Katie. I know it is going to be an absolutely invaluable. Asset to your business, especially once you implement this framework. It's just I can't tell you guys how much of a breath of fresh air it is. Anyway, I'd love to hear your experience. If you guys have current, if you guys have implemented Profit First, or if you have questions about it, please let us know in the Facebook group. Otherwise, good luck on your journey. Today's podcast has been proudly brought to you by Trady Web Guys. Trady Web Guys work with tradespeople only on their websites and marketing solutions to help them stand out from their competition everything from web design through to seo search engine marketing content creation you name it guys it is a customized solution for trade-based organizations and it's fantastic head across to tradiewebguys.com.au forward slash apply fill in the form and let's have a conversation giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business you're listening to toolbox talks from the site shed now, here's your host, Matt Jones. Katie, welcome to the Sightshade Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: A newly acclaimed author.
1: Yes, I am. How Still getting into that <laughs>
0: Thank you. I've had many newly acclaimed authors on the show before and they, they, they all kind of have that, oh, I don't really see myself as an author, <laughs> got it. <laughs> It takes
1: a bit of getting used to, so it definitely does.
0: So Katie, you're from Profit First for Tradies and we're here today to talk a little bit about the book that you've just written, which is Profit First for Tradies. Now there's been, actually it was quite timely that we stumbled across each other and I don't even know how it happened, but I was actually up to my elbows in Mike's book, Profit First. (laughs) And stumbled across you, I'm not sure, somewhere on social media. I guess you just released the book and it's kind of in my space. So I was, I must have been retargeted or something. And I thought, wow, this is, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to, to speak to you. So in between then and now, I've actually gone off and I've read your wonderful book and I've taken a whole bunch of notes here. And I suppose the purpose of today is just to give our listeners and the viewers out there a bit of insight as to the methodology and I suppose the fundamental like roadmap of what profit first is and how it applies to you know small business and trade business owners you're a bookkeeper and an accountant by trade is that right so
1: i have a bookkeeping business yeah and prior to that i was originally a financial planner before i left the corporate world so i've always worked with small business owners and specifically tradies just from my location of where i am based out on the hawkesbury river but there was always a piece of the puzzle missing They would work really hard, have a really, really great business, but didn't have anything to show for it. And then the cash flow was the massive, was always the number one problem. So this kind of fits that puzzle. I was super excited to find, come across Profit First a number of years ago. It certainly changed the way I run my own business. And then allowed me to change, you know, tradies, businesses time and time again.
0: Yeah. And so I, you're preaching to the choir because I I used to be a plumber. I still am a plumber. I don't do it anymore, but <laughs> I've, still got, I've still got the ticket. Actually, it's like a part of the book that you, it was actually speaking to me, the part where you're talking about how most 90% of tradies live in like tax debt or have some sort of tax debt. And that was me. I was making loads of money as a plumber and having no idea whatsoever what to do with it. And I was just spending erratically and, or not even spending erratically, just not allocating correctly. And it all came and caught up on me. And then you, like you said in the book, you spend all this time trying to repay off these debts and you feel like you just end up chasing your tail. So I was kind of refreshed when you said in your book, and that was 90% of people, because I was glad that I wasn't the minority.
1: <laughs> I'm actually shocked when I, when I get a new client and I ask them if they have a tax debt and they say, no, I think. Pardon?
0: Yeah, surely you do. And go,
1: no, are you sure? Because it's very unusual.
0: Yeah, it's very, very unusual. Do a bit of like an overview and a bit of a recap on profit first, and just so guys, people understand. Because I mean, you know, this is something that I, not even so not so long ago, read, and I was immediately hooked on it. And I've got an implementer who's going through that with me. At the moment, we're setting it all up and we're doing all this sort of stuff now. It's amazing, and I love that part in the book where you're talking about having your financial team. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but. I mean that, that alone, I think if we can communicate that to people and just say, get the right people in your corner. I think that is just such a powerful thing because I know i when I started I had uh, like and no offense to the accountants or the bookkeepers out there, but you guys suck at communicating for the better part, and I just had no idea what they were talking about ever and though was it was like I, it took me a while to find a really good accountant that could actually talk to me in English in terms I would understand and break things down you know and mm-hmm. I think that's so important, having the right financial team in your corner because you just, we don't know. Like you grow up swinging hammers and you know laying pipe. You don't grow up understanding, you know, profit and loss, bank, bank statements, balance sheets and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, ironically, I suppose a lot of those things are not, not part of the profit first language, but <laughs> we'll get to that as well. So, yeah, give us a bit of an overview as to what profit first is.
1: All right, awesome. So, profit first originally, so the original book was written by Mike Michalowicz five six years ago maybe a little bit longer now and so it's a cash management framework that we use to, to manage your cash flow so we going back to the cold old envelope system that our grandparents great-grandparents would have used you know when they get paid they would put a certain amount in for their you know their loan repayments their groceries and so on and when that envelope was empty well you had to make do and it's the same concept and we use Bank accounts. So in May last year, I was at a mastermind, a really small mastermind, 14 people. Mike was running that mastermind. We all went to lunch, having a conversation. At the end of it, he just kind of looked at me and went, You need to write the Profit First for Tradies book. I, of course, looked at him, thought he'd lost his mind. And he then still had that look on his face, like, No, I'm serious. And I went, Oh, okay. Because there are some things in the original version, because it's American based that don't suit us here and don't also suit our tradies. So by the time I'd left that day, sent a few emails off and started writing the book. <laughs> <laughs> I find it difficult to turn down a challenge, no matter how oh, scary yeah.
0: especially, it is.
1: Especially. And I'm a numbers girl. Like I've always been numbers. So the thought of writing a book was so far. Yeah. out of what my realm but the reason why I did it and the reason why I put myself completely out of my comfort zone was because I knew how Profit First had helped my business and other clients that I'd worked with and I've always worked with tradies and I knew tradies needed something simple that spoke to them that was not complicated that they could follow without being being overwhelmed because as you say it's not usually something that you get excited out about you just you go to work you work hard you make the money you don't always focus on the numbers side of things which is Mm -hmm. why Everyone gets into such trouble with it.
0: So the good thing about this this book is well, it's really smaller. Like, you can read this in a weekend, which is what I did. I read a couple of weeks back, and it was it was uh, Mike's book's actually quite. I found it quite a bit harder to digest. Yours was yeah. a bit more bite-sized. So, so yeah, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: and did uh, mine like this. Yeah, yeah I yeah. did that purposely. It was actually much longer. And when I come towards the last, it was the second last edit. I emailed my editor and went. I want to remove chapters, this, 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 and this. Yeah. And he went, okay. Yeah. Because I realized, because I, as I said, I always wanted it to be something, I wanted it to be useful. Yeah. I didn't want it to be another book on the shelf. Like nobody yeah. needs more of those. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be something that you could at least take one or two things from, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that would kickstart your change with your, with your numbers. So th- that was very purposely written that size for that reason.
0: So speaking i suppose to a lot of like new businesses out there or people that are considering starting a new business I love that part in the book where you talk about oh she'll be right mate you know that whole mentality which is so common in Australia and the reality is far from the truth she will not be right mate but but I think that kind of ties in as well to I don't know if it's like an ego thing or an ignorance thing or a combination but the fact that you know as w- when we go through our trades you know we don't at no part in these programs i mean ideally something like this would be part of the curriculum you know and you they teach you how to mo- make how to manage your money in business but they don't and i suppose you know with in their defense they can only fit so much into a course you know into a program so it, it really does fall back on you guys as the business owners to really start investing in these things but you know that that mentality of a she'll be right it could not be further from the truth and you know i i, I hope for your sake you don't go down that path but i think being willing to in invest in education and just sort of appreciating that you don't know these things and you have no, you know, you're not, chances are you're not going to be the next Mark Mark Zuckerberg, you know, like even Mark Zuckerberg sucked with finance, you know, like the business almost tanked a dozen times. So I think that's really important that like from a mindset point of view that people approach this, you know, the the finance in their business conversation with, with, with an open mind and appreciate the fact that they don't know the majority of things, especially if you're new, you know, a lot of this stuff you're going to learn along the way.
1: Absolutely. And that's the thing. We want you to learn there's no judgment. Like nobody cares if you've stuffed it up before. I actually don't care how bad a mess my clients are in. I just want you to have the right attitude that going forward, you're going to try something different. You're going to invest in yourself and you're going to make those changes because it's you know, the she'll be right attitude is okay until you're not. Yeah. And generally that is either a big wake-up letter from the ATO or it's a health scare. Yeah. And you can't work anymore because you've been working yourself into the ground thinking if I just, you know, I just make more money, it's going to fix itself. When in actual fact that usually makes it worse.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's amazing, isn't it, how these things kind of compound negatively in, in a lot of cases. I love that part where, you know, even when we're talking about, you know, the, the core principles and how you're saying that, and, and I was guilty of this for years. And even when I started these the businesses I'm in now, the beginning, I was guilty of doing this, like just sticking my head in the sand no. and just not wanting to confront it because it, I just knew it was going to be dismal. <laughs> and so my answer was, ah, oh, just don't look at it and she'll be right, you know. Again, terribly, terrible people in my corner financially. But it's kind of refreshing and, it's a bit of a revelation when you look at when you do start becoming familiar with these things and you do visit them weekly and you realize that you are actually in control
1: absolutely and that's the thing it i always say to clients as well i always say it gets worse before it gets better Mm. like i don't sugarcoat that you're going to hate me for a period of time because it is different it's new you've been ignoring it for a period of time sometimes that's only six months sometimes that's six years sometimes it's 16 years so it gets worse before it gets better. But the thing is, as you mentioned, you just need to learn one thing, then mm-hmm. the next thing, then the next thing. What I find is people look at the whole picture and go, that's too much. Like I'm never going to understand all of that. So they do nothing. It's like, that. No, just do one thing and then the next. And it will then just have that flow and effect. And as you say, you then turn from dread and hate towards it to actually exciting because you can then start to see and have that control which then means you can go surfing more often or you can do whatever it is you want to do because you have that control rather than just sort of plodding along and continually worrying about what the outcome is you can actually architect your own outcome of with, with your business
0: i think as well it kind of dispels that that really super common scenario where especially as tradespeople, you know you might land a huge job and all of a sudden you've got you know 50 100 grand sitting in the bank and you just think oh great time to buy you like people don't really understand what's involved in that ticket and how to manage it correctly you see it a lot with a lot of the builders and the guys out there that are you know really good carpenters they go into a building business and all of a sudden they're in charge of these huge budgets you know from from a client investment and they don't like, to, to their defence, they don't really know, I mean, what to do with it. I mean, they might have an idea, like, but they've never actually been taught a lot of this stuff. they kind of got to learn through hard knocks. You hear these horror stories about builders not paying people, and for the better part, it's just that, you know, in some cases, they just don't know. They're like the money management side of it, you know?
1: And that's what I find. Yes, there is always that element of dodgy builders, tradespeople that are just never intending on paying you. But the majority of those who don't pay their subbies, it's not because they're dodgy and they've done it on purpose. It's just simply because they don't know how to manage the money. And as you say, they see all these zeros on the end of the bank account and they're like, oh, that's kind of freedom. We'll we'll take less interest in that when in actual fact you need to take more because there's much larger room for disasters to happen Mm.
0: that way. Yeah, it's great. It's sort of it. It's not about turnover. It's what's left over, kind of thing. And I think Profit First does a really good job of defining that. And I love the formula as well because I mean, typically everyone out there would sort of be familiar with that: profit equals your sales minus expenses. And Profit First flips it, and they say, "Well, no, your sales minus your profit equals your expenses," which kind of says uh, keeping in track with you know, pay yourself, make sure you're paying yourself first, breaking a profit, right?
1: And that's the thing. We have the, you know, there's the standard accounting formulas and from those we have our balance sheets and our profit and loss and all that sort of thing. And from a profit-first perspective, we absolutely need those things because we need to be paying appropriate tax and so on. But what those things don't do is they don't manage our cash flow and what usually profit is an afterthought. As you said, it comes last, whatever's left. And I don't know how many listeners have had their accountant, you know, slide their profit and loss and end of year paperwork over to them and it tells them they've made a profit on their profit and loss and they are like well, where is it? That-, <laughs> that money but they don't ask the accountant because they are too embarrassed or they think they should already know or they've already explained it so they leave it and then year after year after year same thing keeps happening and nothing changes mm. so from a profit first perspective what we are saying is you flip that so you take your profit first you pay yourself a wage and what's left is your expenses. So, what it forces you to do is say, okay, you've got 10 grand this week for your expenses. If you've got 15 grand's worth of bills, well, you've got a problem. Yeah. And it forces you to then look at, okay, do I need to review my expenses? Can I cut down on things? And all of that type of thing. So, it raises a red flag, but also makes you look at these areas that typically you wouldn't look at because you're just go with the flow, worry about it next week, worry about it next month and borrow from here to pay this and and so on. So, Mm -hmm. it gives you that framework to allow you to work within and, as I said, it raises those red flags. We don't always want to see them. The sooner we see them, the sooner we can do something about them, the less it happens down the track.
0: I love that borrow this to pay that kind of approach because I mean, I think there'd be most people out there that it would be saying, Oh yeah, I've taken money out of my tax account to pay for something in you know, in the past, probably it never in the last goes week. Back. Yeah, it never goes back.
1: No. Tax and super are the yeah. two areas where we see the biggest debt because it's not payable immediately. So yes, they may be putting some money outside for it, but then when something comes up, then they'll borrow from it. They never pay it back. They're on that constant sort of merry-go-round of, of never catching up so yeah this will certainly highlight those areas and um, force you to do something about them
0: i quite like the you know, tying in well, not what your turnover it's what's left over kind of mantra where they're talking about the like the real revenue and how real revenue i'm reading directly from your book here revenue is your gross income less gst less your materials and subcontractors and that i think that's something that like people sometimes look at their revenue and they just think, "Oh, you know we've got this this is what this is what our revenue is, but they it's sometimes it's a disaster. yeah, it's a disaster, yeah, absolutely, they just don't.
1: when the the biggest red flag for me is when I'm talking to somebody and they start talking about their their revenue,
0: right, and yeah so like, they're oh, talking about the
1: turnover, I'm like,
0: yeah, you we're you in trouble no idea. exactly, yeah,
1: because they actually. I don't I don't care if you're turning over 15 million yeah if you're still losing money
0: yeah exactly right
1: <laughs> you, you can turn over a hundred thousand and be keeping 80 of that you can be turning over 8 million and be keeping none yeah so whenever anyone just talks about that top line there I get, I get very very nervous
0: <laughs> you must be nervous a lot that's for sure
1: <laughs> yes but it also comes back to people don't and again this is back to our financial team that we'll talk about as well that the information that they have available to them isn't laid out in a way that is yeah, useful. So your profit definitely. loss and your balance sheet. You no, know, like I don't even particularly get excited about those reports. No. Unless they are laid out correctly. So, and then what I do, we pull the information from those to create a profit first report, so we can actually see cash flow wise what yeah. we're doing.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I know. I know exactly what you mean. I mean I've I have recently in the last few years, I've been really active in. Keeping up with my reporting, but I know exactly what you mean. You look at them and you go, okay. And they're not even always accurate anyway. Like depending, what they don't tell you is, you know, forecasting. They don't tell you what, in, what bills you got coming in. And like, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like it, it's better than nothing. They're going to be wrong, but it's, it's certainly not not the answer. The profit first reporting structure is so black and white. You and can't hide from it. No, it's confronting, which is, which is good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So essentially, I suppose, without going into detail as to all of the different accounts and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like fundamentally, and you by all means jump in here and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but the Profit First framework is essentially about having a series of different accounts in which you allocate funds to regularly in order to pay different bills or invoices or whatever it might be, expenses out of specific accounts. So for example, tax in Australia, we have GST. You might have contractors, uh, you might have your general expenses, so on and so forth. And then, of course, some of those accounts for your profit and for your own pay.
1: There's a number of accounts. So I, ha- in Profit First for Traders, I have seven foundational accounts. Now, people hear that and read that and go, that's overkill.
0: Yeah, that's what I did.
1: Yeah, you just like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. and that's not going to work. And I always come back with, so how's what you're doing working for yeah. you now? Mm usually met with a bit of silence. I'm like, you know, give it a go. You can always go back. And we kind of have a bit of a saying is like, if in doubt, open an account. Yeah. Because it's coming back to your mindset around things that you know that that account is specifically for that particular goal of yours. And you know that you can't touch it. So physically, you can go in and take your money whenever you want. But what we find happens is when you have it split out, you become less likely to start borrowing from that account because you're not just borrowing from an account; you're borrowing from the staff wages account, yeah, or you're borrowing from the materials account, or yeah, bar- and it it becomes more of a deterrent. It, it guilt trips it, you. It, it does. It guilt trips <laughs> you, and. So as I said that, you know, we work on, there's certain percentages that you work on based on your real revenue and so on. It actually seems more complicated than it is once you understand the fundamentals of it. And that's what I always say to my clients, what we do now is not just for your business now. It's so you understand the foundation. So then as your business grows or changes throughout the years, you can always come back and review. Okay. Where are we now? Okay go through this process Mm. yep these are our percentages rather than just sort of it's never a set and forget unfortunately that's what i say it's not like you do it once and everything's rosy Mm. it is constant improvement changing and that's what you need because your business is not going to stay the same yeah and the same as marketing or anything sales or anything else in your business you don't set up one thing now and then it lasts you for the next 10 years yeah it changes so i
0: love the rhythm with it as well like it sort of really encourages you to like proactively be in there and well it it doesn't it doesn't encourage you it kind of forces you you have to be in there to do it you know and I think that's important because like it's it's one of those things that I feel like it's sort of unless it becomes part of like a process it will continually just get relegated in the list of important things to do for a lot of business owners out there. It's like and that's I, one of the
1: the main thing so Mike talks about in his book, the tenth and the twenty fifth is when you do your allocations. Mm. So that in America they still write checks. So that's
0: yeah, that's right.
1: right. <laughs> We're not there, and, and
0: their online banking horrendous.
1: Yeah, that's right. So what I generally suggest for all my clients is once a week. Yeah. For some of my builder clients, they can sometimes stretch that out to once <clears> a fortnight, <throat> but generally once a week, and it's literally a fifteen minute yeah. appointment with yourself on you know Friday at nine o'clock or whenever it may be. You sit down. What income has come in? That's what it was. Do your percentages, do your transfers, and you're done and dusted.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not, and then you go, okay, what have I got? I've got my operating expenses. What's in there? Pay my bills. Is there money left? Is there money not? If there's not, then that's another, you know, appointment that you make yourself with yourself to work out what that strategy is. Yeah. Just keep it, you keep it simple. And what I find is people try to overcomplicate it and make it yeah, far more complicated than it needs to be. And when you just keep it simple and keep that rhythm, I always say it's like you're having a meeting with your most important client. Would you ever ditch that meeting? Would you change that meeting? No, you wouldn't. You've got to just set that time and keep it.
0: I mean, for the better part, like you say, it's, I mean, I I do mine on Monday mornings and it's literally like over a coffee. Yeah, It doesn't take a lot of time, effort or resource. I just sit down and look at the percentages, allocate, bang, done. Yeah. yeah. Once
1: once you've got it set up, it's really quite an efficient system.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I suppose testament to implementers like yourself, you know, it what it's like anything. If you start with a blank slate, it can be extremely confusing. So having all the stuff set up, it makes it makes it a lot easier. And I know because I read the book and I thought I can do this. And then I went, no, I can't do this. I'm going to get someone to do it for me. And they did it within like a week and then I sat there going, why did I even bother wasting <laughs> Time with this, so and
1: what I find is people doubt themselves, and as I said, make it (laughs) overcomplicated. They doubt themselves, and then when they work with someone like myself and other profit first professionals, they're like, Oh, oh, okay, all right, we we just try to. And because numbers are something that we are not usually as comfortable with, we just put all these roadblocks up as to why it's not going to work and it takes too long, and all that type of thing. So, like anything, work with a specialist doesn't matter if it's marketing numbers account whatever it's much more efficient
0: i think as well just the fact that like because it is so it's such a different way of, from for most people like there wouldn't be many people out there that would have you know have structures similar to that although that said like most people have, might have a tax well i'd say most but some people might have a tax account or you know they might have some sort of you know account where they can put money in aside but like having somebody that you can call on and say hey is this right i just i mean that's what i did i just did all my change all the change all the accounts over all the money and stuff. And I was like, this does not look right. And, <laughs> and my profit first implementer went through and he went, no, no, actually, that's exactly right. And I was like, oh, okay. But if I didn't have him in the call, I'd probably be sitting there going, I've definitely screwed this up.
1: That's it. And then you would have stopped doing it next week.
0: Probably. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And, and that's the important thing. It's just to have that, that backup to know, yeah, you're on the right track.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It is quite simple. And so the simple goals as well, I think that makes it really digestible for people. Like I've I've been in that situation when I started numerous businesses where you sort of have like a this this big vision of where you want to go, but no actionable steps to get there. I've talked about this a million times on the podcast in relation to goal setting. And I love the fact that this really is like it makes it more bite-sized. It's weekly, like you said, you get in there every week and you can chip away at these at these little bite-sized things which add up to the bigger picture, which I think is so much more powerful, like understanding that compounding effect.
1: And that's the thing. It's about just step by step, just one thing at a time. Just do the next thing, the next thing. And I find my tradies are really bad at goal setting because they think it's and I must say I was too I hated it. I hated it many years ago because it was always like you know, everybody who's anybody in the business world will tell you you have to set goals and I was always, it's all right for them. They have a, a bigger business, a more successful business, like, you know, all those excuses, which are the same things that my tradies tell me. But when we just start out small, you know, I just want to pay my GST bill when it comes due this quarter. Yeah. That's little things. Not I want to make a million dollars and retire on an island in, you know, somewhere or other, like just one by one and then you just keep building and building and all of a sudden 12 months, 18 months to use down the track, you've, manage to implement these goals and 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 reach them and make them a habit time and time again
0: I love the little serendipities as well that you sort of talk about in the book there where you know in the space of you know how having a structure like this in place within your business actually improves things like team morale and 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 staff retention and all these kind of things because I think a lot of people overlook that you know if you're constantly paying your, your staff on time because you've got money in the right accounts and you, you know that, that's a that's a big thing especially if you've ever worked for somebody that doesn't pay <laughs> doesn't pay on time
1: which I think most tradies have worked for somebody at some point in time who hasn't paid you on time like it's quite common and i think get at the moment for quite some time it doesn't matter what trade i speak to getting staff and keeping staff even getting and keeping subbies can be really difficult so it's these little things that make a difference like you might think like it's no big deal but if if a subby or an employee knows that they're going to get paid every friday or whenever it is they're going to stick around they're not going to go somewhere else for a couple of bucks more because they don't know what bill over there is like and whether they're going to get paid weekly or monthly or whenever he feels like it so it it is the little things that just make such a difference.
0: Yeah, and I suppose behind all that is just understanding. You know, having all those allocations set up within your organisation means that you're never going to be in that situation where you're like, oh shit, I haven't got the money to pay the boys this week.
1: And that's the thing. You know, you you know ahead of time that that's going to happen. So you will know. Oh shit, I don't have enough money in there.
0: I need to transfer.
1: Week. I'm I'm going to be short. What do I need to do? So then, that's your prompt. Can I, you know, follow up some invoices that need to be paid? Can I fit in a couple of smaller jobs that I know are going to pay me on time? It gives you the opportunity to fill those gaps before they happen, rather than shoot. It's Friday and I've got no cash to pay the boys.
0: Well, so one of the one of the refreshing things. I I love doing this, by the way, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that hate that I do it, but you know, every every. Like because now we're setting up these new accounts, we basically change like our expense account. You kind of get to go through, it forces you to sort of go through expenses and go, oh, hang on, do I actually need that anymore? Do I need this anymore? And you like cut out all these programs. Like I'm one of those guys that sees, you know, AppSumo deals come through. I'm like, oh, I'll buy that in case I need it, and, you know, in, in a year's time. But it kind of gives you a bit of an insight as to, you know, what you can potentially remove or, you know, replace, you know.
1: And it changes it changed, and I always say this: that Profit First is not about restricting and telling you you can't buy things. It's actually the reverse. It's giving you the opportunity to buy whatever you want. Correct. But knowing what you want and knowing that it is useful. The amount of times I've had new clients come on board and we've done a review and they've been paying for insurances for a car or a truck or a ute that they had sold six, nine, 12 months ago, you know, I've lost count because. They thought they called or they did call and then the insurance company didn't cancel it. They don't pay any attention. It's 50 bucks a month coming out, And all of a sudden that adds up. Mm-hmm. And as you say, it's those little things. And it does, it's so interesting to see clients move from the, Ugh, I hate looking at my expenses to let's look at our expenses. And that, that change does happen. And that's the exciting thing because they know if I'm not wasting money here, I can spend that on something else or that can go to my profit account or that can go to you know a new staff member or whatever it may be so again it's back to that control they then have more control over their numbers therefore over their decisions which makes yep. it much easier for them
0: i like the part as one well in the book where we talk about you know the like building mean, we touched on it before the, the fight building your financial team and having your you know the players but i like how you at the top of that is always you and this is actually something that i've, I've like I've, I've learned through the School of Hard Knocks, but I mean, you do hear horror stories about people outsourcing all of their finances to their CFOs and there's all people start embezzling and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff going on. But I like how you sort of simplify it by saying, well, there's essentially you, your bookkeeper, your accountant and your Profit First expert. Would it be fair to say that the majority of accountants are not familiar with Profit First?
1: Yeah, and that's perfectly okay. Yeah. So we all are specialists in our area. And what you want to build on your financial team is, like, say, for example, if you've got a plumbing business, you don't necessarily want five plumbers on your team who have got the exact same skill set. Right. Unless that is all you're doing. Like, if you're doing a variation of work, you want some plumbers who are good at this. You want some plumbers who are good at that because you've got the variation of work. Same as your financial team. So you want your accountant to be an amazing tax advisor. They actually don't have to know nor understand Profit First if they don't need to. Mm. They are just looking from a tax perspective and they're going to advise on your tax situation. What they need to be is open and willing to communicate with your bookkeeper and your Profit First coach and you. And that, I find, can be difficult sometimes because, as you said before, accountants and bookkeepers are fabulous, but not everybody is a great communicator. And often I find it um, same with with bookkeeping and the the tradies. Tradies don't know what to ask. Bookkeeper or accountant doesn't know that they need to provide them any other information. So everyone just works independently of each other and that doesn't achieve the result we need. So what we always do is we, you know, work with our clients. Okay, ask your accountant this. Check with the bookkeeper about that. Can Mm. you, like, you know, this is what we need. We can do this part, but also you know, follow up these things. And one of the, the, the thing I get the most feedback on was I never thought to ask that. I never knew yeah. to ask them of that. And the accountants and bookkeepers are usually, you know, probably 95% of the time, happy to provide oh, yeah. that information. They just didn't know that you needed it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm always on about your financial team. If you don't have your financial team, it's never going to work. Yeah. But you don't have to know everything about everything. All you need to do is communicate with your team. Yeah. Because you will learn over time, as you say, you'll build up your own knowledge. You are never going to be the specialist in any of those areas, but you will understand and learn to know and love about your numbers much more when you've got a great team that are working with you rather than just sort of independently of each other.
0: So at the back of book, you've got a checklist on getting started with Profit First. We're doing a little offer aren't we we're going to give away some books in our facebook community if you guys aren't in the our private facebook group head across there essentially what you need to do I'm, when this podcast comes out i'm going to post a link to the to the amazon page where you can get a copy of the audiobook, the paperback book or the kindle version if you go ahead and purchase the audiobook or the digital book you'll get a the first five people anyway, they'll get a signed copy of Profit First for Tradey sent out to them by Katie where you can go through and attack it like I have with a highlighter and a post-it note <laughs> frenzy. And
1: I must say that is the, nothing excites me more to see a book that has been written all over, highlighted. If I get a book like this is just a fresh copy, if I get to see a client who's got a book like this, I'm like,
0: You're like yeah, yeah, I read that, yeah. <laughs>
1: I haven't done anything, so super excited to see all these post-it notes. In.
0: Yeah, I showed my father this, and my dad's one of those people where he reads a book, and you can tell that he hasn't even. It look it looks like it's perfect. It looks better than when it came out of the shop. And I show him my books, and he's like, "Oh my goodness, gives him all, the, <laughs> gives him a, gives him a heart relapse." So that's great. Thank you for offering those books as a giveaway. So you guys make sure you head head across to the Facebook group, you you can be part of that little promo there. And Katie, I suppose, is there anything that you wanted to close off on before we wrap up?
1: I guess probably my one tip is to just get started. Mm. Just do one thing. And, say, and I wrote this book specifically so you don't have to start from the front and go to the end. And you don't have to read it all at the same time. You can just go to your section. So the first section is profit, which is obviously all about profit first. So you could just read that section by itself if you wanted to for the moment. Just do what you can, but just do something. Yeah. Because you're, you know, your future self, six, 12 months down the track. We'll be very, very thankful that you've just taken one step. As I said, it might be 15 minutes this week. Just do something.
0: I, I mean, the reality is, guys, if you're driving around from job to job, you can probably download the audio book and listen to that within – how long is your audio book? Do you know?
1: It's four and a half hours, right. so I think, something like that. But Two hours on the,
0: double time. <laughs>
1: yeah. Speed me up. That's always my tip when, I, when you listen back to webinars speed yeah. because we usually speak a bit slower so you can do that.
0: It's like when I, meet, yes. when I meet people at events and things and they always say, oh, you sound so different in, in normal speed.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'd say to you guys as well, look, definitely, obviously get a hold of the, hold of the book because this is specifically designed for, for tradespeople. I'd also encourage you to go and, if not read, certainly listen to Profit First by Mike because it's a brilliant book and I, I don't know I've spoken about it on the on the show before and you actually mentioned it in your book the barefoot investor which I kind of feel like is it's kind of like profit first but for personal personal stuff another great book to read
1: and that's the thing we can, work, you know, we can nail our business numbers. Business is not providing us with our personal income because we don't know what our personal income is. It's not going to be successful. Mm. So we need to do both. But again, quite often doing both is such a huge mountain to climb that people just can't mm. see that. So again, it's just do one thing at a time, just mm. one step.
0: Yeah. And it's really not that complicated it's just something different like most things i suppose it's kind of a metaphor for business and life
1: (laughs) that's it don't be afraid of it like if it's not working now you can't make it any worse by giving something else a try
0: and so katie the website is profitfirstfortradies.com.au all words no numbers in there and your email is katie k-a-t-i-e at profitfirstfortradies.com if anyone wants to get hold of you
1: I love questions. Send me any questions because then I know that you've either read, started to read, or your you know, brain's turning over.
0: So I dare say um, there'll be some questions come out of this one in, in the Facebook group anyway. So especially once we start running competitions, that's normally when the questions all perk up. No, it'll be, I, I, I'm not sure if you're in that group, but I'll add you. Yeah, no. All right. Well, it's been great. Thank you very much for, for your time. And congratulations on, on your, I'll say book, but it's more of a blueprint. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, guys, go and go and get hold of them. They're, they're fantastic. Again, I'll post some links to where you can get all that stuff in the, in the show notes. Um, I'll also post the links to, to those places in the Facebook group. So you literally have no excuse, and you'll be emailed them. So yeah, you have no excuse not to get your hands on a copy. All right, Katie, thank you very much.
1: No worries. Thank you. That's
0: a wrap. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to thesiteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, You'll get sent a weekly notification, which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week, along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades. If you're enjoying the show, you can head across to iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud where you can leave us a review. Uh, that would be fantastic and all the reviews get read out in the show. Uh, likewise, if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the, the episodes that we create, then please go ahead and share it with them. 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcasts. That's tradeywiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation. And I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.